Welcome to Get Uplifted 2020. My name is Nicole. I am here with my girl, Stacy, and we are so excited to jump into this conversation talking about all things beauty, wellness, life, anything, all of the above. We're going to hit on so many different topics, so bear with us. It's going to be a genuine, awesome conversation, and I am so excited to have you here today. Stacy. how are you? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much. I seriously was like, so moved when you said yes to being on here and i just love everything that stacy does um, everything she stands for um, behind her brand and everything she does from education to brand ambassador um, to life and success coaching um, i'm so motivated <laughs> mo i'm so motivated by everything that you do and i'm just so grateful that you're here so thank you so much Thank you. It just tickles me when people are like running down my, my bullet list because I'm like, gosh, I do so much, you know, and I used to Full be range. so self, I used to be so self-conscious of it, but now it puts a smile on my face. Because <laughs> you've accomplished a lot and you have to, you know, take into perspective of all the things that you have done and the range and, you know, how many people you've affected in so many different ways. So thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I was just wondering if we could jump into a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are and yeah, just tell us a little about Stacy. Well, yeah, my story, I think it's unique in some ways, but the more I talk to people, the more I realize that it is unique in the way it, it all played out, but it's not unique in the sense that nobody really knows exactly how they're going to get to where they're going to get, and one thing leads to another. So the unique part of it is how it's unfolded, but the kind of commonality, it's, it's how nobody really knows, <laughs> nobody really knows. Yes. So, I mean, just a backstory. Um, I've been fascinated with, you know, hair and beauty and service. And um, I can remember just even trying to dress up my friends or encourage my friends. I think I started showing my gifts very early or my passions very early. I just never knew what it was. I mean, just something simple as, dressing up my best friend and taking photos of her, you know? So it wasn't hair, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Let's put on, let's grab some things and put it together. But um, so family, friends, just playing around with hair and realizing that it was more than a, a hobby. And I, I really attribute um, my entrepreneurship to my mom and in a roundabout way because I was using up all of her hair products to, <laughs> to all my friends and, and stuff. And I was, I was so innocent. I wasn't thinking anything of it. I didn't, I didn't realize that as it was finished, she was replenishing it. And I, I saw yeah. nothing wrong with that. And she's like, well, at least if you're going to use all my stuff, at least get your friends to give you some money to buy it back. And that's really how it started. $1, $2 here and there. And I started charging them but just enough to buy my mother's products back and um fast forward to um you know later on after high school started college and all i did was daydream about be uh, beautiful things and creating beautiful things i ended up going to beauty school with the dream and intention of being like the biggest thing i could possibly be and i think when we're coming out of school and entering into the 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 uh beauty industry, especially when it comes to editorial education, we just like, what is the, the, the highest possible thing that I could do? And just a backstory to that, 
I was hired, I had a corporate job. I got hired as a summer hire and it was something that my parents really wanted me to do. They were so worried about me because I guess I just seemed just too like laid back for them. And this corporate job was supposed to be like the meal ticket. And after that summer, they wanted to hire me in every single department. And I was just like, you know what? I had to make the most difficult decision, which was going to beauty school, turning down the corporate job and, you know, just following my dreams of being whatever the top was, whether it was salon owner, celebrity stylist, brand ambassador, uh, have your own product line, all the things that we dreamed of when we first entered into the field. And I've been able to do all of that and more. And now I'm on a call with you, you know, telling you my life story. So, you know, look at that. I love it so much because that's one of the big things we talk about on here is, you know, listening to the quiet whispers and really just getting clear on um, looking inward to kind of let you let that help guide you into what you're doing. And it helps you make these scary leaps that like leaving comfort, um, leaving comfort zones, leaving safe jobs, leaving things that, you know, look like so good on paper. And but in your heart, something is pulling you and telling you to go in a different, completely different direction than what your family and your friends are telling you. And I think it's just really special and um, super empowering to hear you talk about how you listened to that voice and really just took the leap. And I mean, look at the amazing things that you have done. And this is just the beginning. This is just yeah. the beginning. This is literally just the beginning. And I kind of do that introspective quite often. And, you know, if there's anybody that takes leaps, it is me. I've, and that was just maybe one, one of the first notable ones. It just never ended from there because it's like every time I got comfortable, it was time to take a leap. It was time to get uncomfortable. You know, it was time to get out the box. I just never could stay comfortable. But it's funny because that's what we think we want. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my friend about um, how people market to you, like, um, get out of your comfort zone and, you know, don't, you know, kind of like you make you feel bad about, it makes you almost feel like lazy because you want this thing. But we are searching for something that we think is going to make us be at peace, more comfortable, but yet, I don't know, it's like a, like a tug of war thing where you think this is what you want, you get it, and then that's not what you really want. Exactly. And I think that it kind of even shapes and helps us figure out more of what we want. If you like, you know, by um, exploring these different um, ideas or just places that it takes you and then being like, oh, I love this, or mm, I don't really like this very much next direction, next pivot. And I think that's something you're so good at doing. Um, yeah. And I, I am so inspired by it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that kind of makes me um, think about, you know, I met Stacy. I took one of her um, textured hair classes online this summer during the pandemic. And honestly, I loved it so much um, because it was something to look forward to, number one. And yes. number two, Stacy created this amazing community where she had us all, you know, really engaging with the content and engaging with her. But I really loved the way Stacy um, educated and really um, taught us because it was very digestible, but we learned so much in such a short amount of time that I left there <laughs> yeah. feeling like ready to go. I was so yeah. confident and I just loved it because Stacy was like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to shoot this from my house. I'm going to use my beautiful daughters and I'm going to walk you through all the steps on how to mm -hmm. do different styles. And, um, I just learned so much and I absolutely, um, fell in love with everything that you're doing. So that's why I was like, I have to have you on here. Do you want to talk a little bit about, um, what kind of, uh, 
led you to doing online um, hair classes and just starting that up during a pandemic? Yeah, you know, I mean, listening to you talk about it is quite amazing because I didn't hide the fact that I was afraid. I didn't hide the fact that I was insecure. I didn't hide the fact, I didn't hide any of, you know, the feelings coming into it because although the the byproduct and the result was amazing, again, the leap, the discomfort to put yourself out there in that vulnerable way and not know how you're going to be received, it is that negative chatter that goes on in your head that can stop you from doing things that end up being so amazing. Did I know that this was going to be a great escape for people during the pandemic? No. Did I know that people would be looking forward to it like that? No. Did I think that it would lead to future opportunities like that? No. I was just in my, what really led me, okay, rewind a little bit. Before the pandemic, I had this idea. I always think that like God speaks to me and puts these ideas on my heart about what I should do. It's never when I'm trying to figure it out because mm -hmm. figuring it out is like the worst thing you can do. I'm actually thinking about doing a show, an episode about not figuring it out. Because, yes. <laughs> because figuring it out is probably the worst thing you could do. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Yeah. So figuring it out, this is how you know we've been on production sets, right? I know. Yep. And <laughs> so, pick <up>. so figuring <laughs> it out is probably um, the, I, in my opinion, one of the worst things that you can do because it, it's really you getting in your own way. Um, I, you know, my dad used to say, you're getting in your way, you're getting in your way. He might've meant one thing about it, but how I've come to now translate that is this is a form of getting in your way is sometimes figuring it out because you're listening to yourself. How is listening to yourself work so far? Not really that good. So why not plug into that divine connection and really be guided to the possibilities that can help the greater good, like everything, not just your limited mind. And um, so back in at the end of 2019, actually two years ago, I had the idea for Textured Hair Professionals. And this is how I knew God was speaking to me because when God speaks to you, um, it comes with clear directions, clear vision, it's like a, a, fa a faucet just running and you just, you can't even keep up with the, the way the ideas are coming out, right? But yeah. when you try to figure it out, it's more like, hmm, what's better? Maybe I should do, maybe I should try, maybe I should, it's such a difference. So two years ago, I got the, the vision for textured hair professionals, but when God gives us our messages, it's never linear. One of my, mm -hmm. my dear friends helped me to understand that because be, just because I had the idea two years ago doesn't mean I was supposed to use it two years ago, which was the frustration. Yeah. It was right. just supposed to be the seed then and figure out, and not figure out, but just kind of let it unfold the way it was supposed to. So two years later, which was the end of uh, 2019, I got the idea, I know what I'm going to do, right? The clarity, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this thing online. I'm going to create a community. I saw it as a university. I saw, I mean, everything came to me. But then guess what? I brought the idea 
my gems, my ideas to people that I thought could help me. Mm -hmm. And they shot it down. And yeah, yep. Yes, 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 yes. It was, I think it was, and as a visionary, and you could probably relate, when you're talking to regular, I have to call them regular people. (laughs) I don't know if that's (laughs) condescending. I don't know. But when you're talking to regular people that are not tapped in or don't see your vision, it is not an indication that you have a bad idea. It's just they don't understand it. They don't see it. But even knowing that when people don't agree with something you're so passionate about, it just seems like, well, then it must not, especially if they're super successful. If they don't see it, you're like, well, then maybe it's not good. And that's what happened in January. And because I had the idea of the on like, like every detail about it. And, you know, they, that company had the ability to do videos, to do audio, to do everything I needed to make this idea manifest. Anyway, so it took me a while to bounce back from that rejection. And um, it started to fizzle. The fizz started coming back. The fizz started coming back slowly. And in um, around April or, you know, April or May or so, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to just you know, more details came about how I wanted to do this online education and down to the wait list, down to the price, down to the amount of people, 30 people, 30 days, $30. And at the last minute, I just said, you know, let me just do it for free, you know? But yeah, so that's really how it happened. The idea was brewing for so long and then it just kind of manifested itself in May in the group that you so wonderfully joined and supported you know and and that's really what happened it was amazing and honestly it just it popped in my mind that maybe god wasn't ready for you to jump in with that production because he wanted you to see that you could do that all from your house and you had every single thing that you needed to make it work and i think we all related so much more because we were like we're in our house we're washing our hair in our sink or in our shower and doing these different things in our kitchens and weird places and you know I just really think we all resonated with it because we were like living it as well and I think that that um also is so special that you were like you know what let's just give it away for free let's see where this leads and you know look at how it opened up so many doors I mean yeah any 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 um consideration or any thing that could have gotten in my way of not doing it, I eliminated it. So mm-hmm. I just have this thing where I can move despite the fear, like feel the fear, do it anyway. You know, um, I just have a way of being able to do that, but it is not hard. And I think that because I do everything with a smile, people on the outside may think it's easy. That's why I'm always trying to be transparent because for some reason, when people meet me, they just think I'm just powerful, confident, like no fair person. So I have to say, look, I'm doing it well. I do it with a smile. I look so comfortable, but let me like, come in. Let me tell you a little secret. I'm scared. I'm insecure. (laughs) And here we are. Yeah. Seriously. And I, I honestly think that like, by seeing you take this massive action and leap of faith, um, running your course this summer and being a part of it and seeing how you just went for it. I think like it's, 
I'm trying to think that maybe that was you planting a seed into my brain because I mean, I threw this together in two weeks. And honestly, when I told you I didn't have everything figured out, but I would love to have you on, you were like, I know this feeling. I am right there with you, whatever you need. And I was just like, it just felt so nice to have someone just be like, I know that it's not all figured out, but yes, let's see what happens. And you just said yes. And I'm just so grateful because I mean, I didn't have much information, but I was like, I think this is going to be an awesome thing to just help people. And you were like, all in. What's up? Let's do it. Let's do it. I've been there because, you know, especially, and it wasn't a random stranger. We have already connected. You already know. So because I know you've seen my experience, I had an understanding that you knew what I felt. I know what you felt. So it's really no explanation needed. You know what I mean? I'm just so proud that you, you're kind of activating you know, this part of your passion. It's just a, it's, it's a, a nice thing to witness. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you a part of it. I mean, just for like, I feel like you're a trailblazer in this whole atmosphere of this, even though, you know, we're all still figuring it out. And I feel like having you a part of this just shows it's one more step of taking actions and just seeing where it leads. I mean, right. Yeah. When people introduce me, cause I popped on different, you know, shows mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know, so I think there was one guy that was just like, I don't know what to call it, but Stacey's here, you know, kind of thing. Yes. And I'm just like, is that bad? Like, should no. I have something definite? So I don't mind wearing a thousand hats. Like, I don't mind, but I, oh, I almost feel like, again, with, with this following your intuition, there are people that, that you, you're taught in business to have a very defined uh, USP, a unique selling proposition. And that is probably the hardest thing for me to do because I do so many things. So that, when I said that about the labels, it was mostly because make it digestible for your audience. I don't care. I can talk about a hundred different things that I do. So that's what I love. Because I like, I know people like the bullets, you know, like hair coach, this, that, boop, boop, boop. I know what, I know the success formula, Mm -hmm. but as how it applies to me has always been, uh, unorthodox. I love that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hey, we're all learning to pivot and 2020 has taught us how to be ever Queen evolving. Pivot. Queen and- pivot. I, I yes. pivot on a daily basis. I'm just like, (laughs) and that's how it's like, that's why you're so successful. And that's why you're so successful because honestly, you've been pivoting before all of us had to like learn how to pivot this year. You've been pivoting this whole time. So, I mean, you're the queen of pivoting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I received that. I definitely received that. And that's nothing but following that. And that's the part I'm, I'm really working on being keen on hearing God's voice, trusting hearing it and then trusting it. That's two different things now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting more and more keen and aware of it and just, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, that, you know, kind of leads into, I was listening to um, your podcast that you have going on and I was loving them. I was screaming all the different topics, <laughs> but I, I want to jump in a little bit about um, the vintage vision and some of the stuff that you were talking about. Do you want to share a little bit about, um, you know, a few topics from your podcast? Yes, of course. All right. Well, the Vinted Vision um, came about because, again, I was having one of those moments where I was trying to figure it out. (laughs) I was having a figure it out moment. I mean, deep into pen and paper. Like, you know, we put this pressure on ourselves like, oh, we're going to figure this out now. Let me get my notepad. Let me, you know, get a quiet place. We set the mood because I am figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And 
And I realized all this energy I was putting into figuring it out. And I'm just like, what am I figuring out? Is this what I want? Is this really, really what I want? Because every, every couple of months or weeks or days, I'm just, is this, what do you want? Because most people, what stops them being, from being successful is not knowing what they want, believe it or not. It's something so simple, but if you ask most people what you want, they don't, I just want to be happy. I just want to, uh, you know, because it's just a feeling, looking to feel better somehow. And sometimes they just can't put their finger on it. Mm -hmm. and, and for years, and I'm just going to be honest, for years, what I wanted was to um, serve my hairstyling community. I wanted to have a community of women um, that I was able to empower, the little empower, um, you know, and provide products and an environment and community where they can be empowered, inspired, uplifted. And um, that's what I wanted for many, 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 many years. I wanted to do that in a very big way. And I said, Stace, do you still want that? I mean, are we just kind of going on autopilot that that's what you want? Because if you think about it, my main purpose is to be of value, to uh, leave the place better than you found it. But now I'm realizing I can do that in so many different ways. And so, you know what, the vintage vision is all about, are you going hard for something that you're not passionate about? Because that was the original goal, right? So in beauty school, I wanted to be this big celebrity hairstylist or have my own salon. And I was going, 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 get the portfolio, do the test, do the that, and go, 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 go. And then I reached to certain levels. And when I got there and saw what I thought that the outcome would be, I said, you know what, this is not really the area that I want to go to anymore. But I still kept pushing. I had that awareness and still kept pushing. That's a vintage vision. Mm -hmm. That's all that no longer serves you that no longer um, applies to you anymore. Because it's not what is that doing. So now, if you don't have the passion, and you don't have the desire, it's going to feel like a chore. It's mm -hmm. going to, it's going to be painful. You're going to feel lost because it's really the passion that's pulling you. It's yeah. that inspiration that's pulling you. But the vintage vision doesn't, it, it, it burns out, you know? So that's really what I, I meant by that. It's just some old fuel that no longer serves you anymore. So I realized, you know what? I don't want to make my impact like that. Not that I don't want to make my impact like that anymore. That's not the laser focus of making my impact. I am now going to be comfortable with, I feel like a secret agent, like I'm on an assignment. All right, God, what do you want me to do now? Yeah. Who am I saving? Who am I helping? Who am I healing? Rather than this defined group of women, you know, that are, you know, it works for some people, but it, it, it was no longer serving me. Hence, vintage. <laughs> I love that. And I think there's something so brave in realizing that that is no longer what's driving you, what's what you're passionate about. And so many people, I think, still stay on these vintage visions because they're like too scared to step off of that track yeah. that they've been working also, so hard on. And also, and also the vision, it's a good one. It's mm -hmm. not like it's a bad one to empower women, to impact the community. And it's sometimes it's hard to let go of it because it's an actual good idea. So it's yes. not like a bad idea. It's a good one. 
that can help a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that the pivot is going to harm it. If you can do other things that could probably um, give you more room or make a bigger impact than the one that you had in mind initially. I love that. And it's almost like taking it out of your hands and putting it into, like you said, God's, but also coming from a place of doing something for others rather than being like, well, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? What is it all about me? And I love where you always come from with that mentality. Exactly. Because it could be self-centered and you know, the ego is tricky, man. It's tricky, Mm -hmm. tricky, tricky. Is this for me? Did I really want to do this for me? You know, these are questions that you really have to ask. You know, because if it really is for them, for the people, then you need to find out what the people want. Mm-hmm. Not keep assuming that you're helping. What if I'm not even helping in my way? So I'm, you know, I'm back to secret agent, <laughs> working on assignment. And um, yeah. I love that. And I love no more, that. No do. more vintage visions. No more vintage visions. This is, <laughs> we're stepping into 2021. There is no more time for that. No, no. Especially now. Come on. Like. 2020, all that time alone, a lot, and all the time alone, I've been had a lot of time alone, okay? But a lot of people were like, they, oh, I finally had a chance to be by myself. Some people didn't like what they saw. Some mm-hmm. people didn't like the direction they were going in. And so a lot of people were, became very aware of their vintage vision <laughs> this yes. year because they're like, when I go back out, I think that is the, the, the vibe, right? When I go back out, I better go back out better because I have no excuse. I no longer can't say I, ha- I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. Now, what is the excuse, sis? Get mm. it together. <laughs> I love that. That is oh, perfection, Stacey. This is why I'm obsessed with having you on here right now. Like going off of what you just said with all that, do you think there's any like tools that people can use to just kind of shake themselves up or just things that they can do like every day that they're watching this and they're like, okay, well, what can I do to, you know, start showing up better than how I, you know, when I come out of this? Absolutely. The first thing um, that comes to me right now is just not being on autopilot. And um, what that means is that you have to ask yourself empowering questions. Um, A lot of times we ask ourselves questions from a place of lack, a place of disadvantage um, because of what's happening to us right now. That puts us in survival mode. And to be honest, this year, I mean, you have a good reason to be in survival mode now because you are protecting your health, you're protecting your job, you're protecting your finance, you're protecting your family, you're protecting all these different you know, assets or things that are valuable to you. So because you're protecting, sometimes you are not open to see what's beyond that. Because you know what? This pain and this, uh, this experience is not permanent and it's not going to last forever. So we have to somehow be able to look beyond this present moment and start thinking about what we want. Again, back to what do we want and not focus on what we don't want. That is a, a very significant shift that we can all do every single day and become more aware of it. So autopilot, which even me, having all this information, um, it, it's sometimes easier to be on autopilot when you're managing multiple things. I have my kids, I have my husband, I have my job, I have my dreams, I have my passions, I have my this, I have my that. Sometimes autopilot is like easy. 
Let's yeah. not ruffle any of these feathers so that everything can go smooth. But the thing about autopilot is that it's lateral and there's no growth there. So you have to ask yourself these empower, empowering, that's my favorite word because I can't say it, but you have to ask yourself these empowering questions every day. Like, um, you know, what do I want? And, and also allowing yourself to want what you want. That this, you know Big what one. I mean? So um, asking yourself, what do I really want? How do I want to make an impact? Am I making an impact? Am I just ask yourself questions? Because by nature of asking yourself these questions, subconsciously, you're, you're finding a solution. The question is always with the solution. So um, that would be my biggest tip is to just ask yourself often. Um, because also asking yourself that takes you out of the cloud yeah. and takes you out of survival mode and snaps you right here. How am I feeling? How am I feeling today? What am I feeling today? Um, have I done something today towards something that I want? What is my goal? You know, just ask yourself these questions because it just really causes you to think about, you know, put you in the right direction. I love that. Do you believe in um, like writing down your goals and like getting oh, them out of your God. head and onto paper? Yes, I do. I, for a long time, and even now I still have a little remnants. I was a journal addict, a journal junkie. I have journals, I still have journals to this day that I haven't even used yet because another thing that comes with that is that you don't want to write with it in any special, you know, it can't, it has to be the same pen, the same this, you know, at least for the yep. first 10 pages, you know yep. how it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I believe definitely write the vision, make it plain. Also not just writing it, but keeping it someplace visible because out of sight, out of mind, reviewing, that's actually part of my daily routine besides the gratitude, meditation, and movement. It's reviewing those goals daily. And you think, and I, when, I, when I talk to people, a lot of them say, oh, it's in my head. Oh, I know what I want. It's in my, it's in my head. But mm -hmm. honestly, in your head and writing, actually, even if you're a person that can have it in your head, it is such a relief. You're never going to know the kind of relief of emptying what they call brain dumping, right? Yes. Dumping your brain onto paper makes you feel so much freer because you're literally trying to hold on to it in your head. But when you get it on paper, it's safe. You know, like, okay, I got it out. You're yes. giving yourself permission to think it, believe it, see it. And it's a very powerful manifestation tool. I do it every single day. I love that. I love that because I too have friends who are like, no, it's in my head. I got it. I don't need to write my goals down. And I'm, I'm all like, there's something in the power of writing something down. Like you said, a yeah. brain dump, but also like seeing the connection between writing something down with your own handwriting and seeing that. Um, I'm but it's also, it's that. also a manifestation. Yes. So what I'm understanding is that the thought itself is a manifestation. I never thought of the thought as a manifestation. Because it's almost like you only believe the physical thing is a manifestation. But when an actual thought comes to your mind, it has to come from somewhere. Where? You know? So the thought is the first thing that is driving it. Is That's the manifestation. So now it starts to become a physical thing because it, like, it was like you can't touch it in your mind. Mm -hmm. But so as true. soon as it gets on the paper, it starts to become physical. And then it goes from the paper to an actual thing, right? So it's, yeah. like a th it's like a process of the manifestation that you really don't want to skip. It's really mm -hmm. exciting when you think about it. 
Yeah. So you know? to see that like, ha- like come into fruition and become like an actual tangible thing. And then it's something that you can actually cross off too, as well. That's also. Let's not talk about the cross off because that's a whole <laughs> addiction too. To <laughs> I know, you know it's like nothing feels better than <laughs> getting it off that list. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I love absolutely. that. What has led you to become a success and life coach? What, what pulled you towards that? I think that that has already been in the DNA and it was something um, that I was doing naturally to everybody around me. Uh, It was just a matter of accepting it because it just wasn't cool. (laughs) You know, it wasn't cool. It was cool to me. Yeah. But I didn't think it was cool to the people around me. But at the same time, people would be around me and always say, I always feel so much better after talking to you. I always feel so much better when you're around. I always feel so much better when I'm in your space. I I get that constantly all of the time. And um, so I used to have a salon business. Um, Twice I had a salon business. Um, And the last time I was able to create this environment intentionally and unintentionally where people will get their hair done and not leave. And it, it became like an ongoing joke that you would come in at eight o'clock because me, as, a, as the business person, you just want to get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. Not like, mm-hmm. a, like a factory, but that's part of the customer service. You're not here all day. You, you came on time, you got served on time, but people will get their hair done and then just find a comfortable seat. I mean, it, we can't do that now during the pandemic, but it was just something very healing about being in the space. And I recognized that. I also loved to hear the client's story. Mm. Some stylists do not like that. They're just like, will she just shut up? You know, I've had stylists that just don't want their, they think their clients talk too much. They just want to get through the haircut, the color, the style, whatever. Um, They didn't want to hear the client's life story that much. Any unnecessary information was just an annoyance to them. But it was something that I look forward to. As a matter of fact, uh, I consider that part of my full service. So they were literally getting their whole life together in my chair. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. And I entertained the idea of this life coaching. But again, in the industry that I was in, I was just having a hard time. uh, At least it was a perceived hard time of how it would be received if I did that. So um, last year, I decided, you know what? Oh, I'll tell you what. I hired a business coach. I hired a a business coach and we were kind of brainstorming about what I would do or what I could say or whatever. And just casually in a conversation, I said, you know what? One thing I know how to do is be successful. I can be successful at anything. And I, and sometimes I challenge myself to see if this is really true. I started a jewelry business, a makeup business or this, you know, and all within my first 30 days, I became a director, I became a this, I became that. I'm like, this, there's a formula to this. And she just seemed like, you know when you say something and it really resonates, and she was just like, just that, that statement, I guess because I said it with such confidence, I'm like, I could be successful at anything. I can show anybody to be, how to be successful at anything. And that's when it, 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 something I said to somebody else 
kind of boomerang back to me like you can be successful at anything okay why not let's see how how did you become successful at that let's go back to the steps of yes. what you did to become successful and what i realized was that i went through school i went to assisting i went through the salon then i you know i followed certain steps so now what is the issue with coaching what is the issue with being a success coach what is the issue with going into this field is because I was comparing the Stacy after 10 years to a life coach that was just starting after a, you know, just a, a couple of weeks. So long story short, um, I always had it in me. I love it. I love people's stories. I love that transformation of going from thought paper to that physical thing. Um, but I didn't necessarily have the confidence that I would be able to do it at the scale that I am now in the beauty industry. So I, I, I said, you know what? So, oh, so let's just apply those success principles to coaching. So what do you got to do? You got to go to school and just, you know, we all know you don't need a certification to become a life coach, but for me and my, uh, you know, to my peace of mind, I wanted to be able to add some structure and really be able to, um guide people in a very structured way because this is their life you're taking mm -hmm. them sometimes from a dark place to a light place um so i began my certification um earlier this year and i loved it and we were able to do some hands-on with fellow students and i learned something about myself in one of those hands-on uh interactions because up until then it was just cl clients that were like, you know, they were women of color, um, maybe some guys in the industry, because one thing with, within five to 10 minutes of being in a conversation, we're going to get deep because yeah. if we're not, I don't want to talk to you. And it's not like something that I plan. Um, it's just that that's where it just leads. If, if, if we're going to talk, we're going to eventually start talking about something deep and meaningful. Yes. And, um, anyway, up until that point, I was just talking to people that kind of look like me, that were relatable. And one of the fears was, would I be able to do this for, like, let's say I have a website, a coaching website. If somebody clicked that link, if anybody in the world clicked it, would I be able to help them? If they were athlete, if they were an actress, if they were beauty, if they, if they were out of my field, would I be able to help them? And mm -hmm. in one of the one-on-one -on -one interactions was an older gentleman, a white male uh, older gentleman. This is completely opposite, in my opinion, to the people that I am used to serving. So yes. you're, old, you're older than me, you're a man and you're a white male, and you're, and you're already successful, right? Because yes. we already have this kind of thing where we want to help people come up. But could I help somebody that was like almost completely opposite? And, yeah. we, had tw and we had 12 minutes to use our coaching skills. And I just said, you know what, just be yourself. And we, we got through the process and asked him questions. And I guess obviously the right questions. And just when we had one minute left, the thought came to me of what I thought his, um, what was holding him back, so to speak. He was almost in tears because I was able to pinpoint it, make him aware of it. And that's one thing when people become aware of their 
the things that could be potentially holding them back, they know what it is. Yes. They're just surprised that you know what it is. Yes. Too. And um, I could, he, had, he had his breakthrough moment, but that was also a very validating and confirming moment for me. Like, I got this. I got this. I, I just, it's already in me. I can, I think I could help anyone that's open to receiving. So that's, uh, I know I have my long drawn out stories, but this is how I got into life coaching. You know, I got into life coaching because I had a passion for it. It's something I love to do. I love to see people transform from thought to paper to manifesting. I just, I love everything about it. And um, I decided to do my certification earlier this year. Congratulations. And, um, and that's it. I'm just really excited about that part of my arsenal. My I, love that. I love that because honestly, I was just thinking it's so hard sometimes when we try something new or a different avenue or exploring something different um, to not compare ourselves to where we're starting to the people that we think are already at the level that we want to get to. But it's so interesting what you said because you it was a validation for you as well as you were able to see that um, what, you know, pinpoint what exactly was holding him back. But I think the biggest thing is that we have to give ourselves credit that, you know, if you are following your passion and you know, you're good at something um, just like success coaching and just um, supporting people. I think that leaning on that is enough to not have to have everything, like you said, figured out, or I have to know every single thing about every single person in this world. You're just leaning on what you already know as, something as your passion and um, using that to really delve into someone no matter I mean that goes across any gender race age that's what that was that was that that was the light bulb moment that yes. the formula is the formula the thing is the thing it doesn't matter what your color is what your nationality is what your gender is the thing is the thing that's it <laughs> across yes. the board so you know yeah I love that. And, you know, just never doubting yourself and just leaning into and like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just so moved by that. I think that's so amazing. And it just shows a lot. And hopefully people can learn a lot from that because I mean, so many of us are scared to step out of our career paths. I'm currently doing kind of something similar. Um, you know, I'm, I still am a makeup artist, but everything's been kind of slow. Um, and I've always had a, a passion for fitness and helping others. So I actually started in October um, to become certified personal trainer with a yeah, focus awesome. on nutrition and yeah. health coaching. And I feel like some of us are so scared to leave what we you know, think is our path, but I think that we can make it a whole range of things that we are able to do. Like you are so great at um, navigating and just making it like, I don't have one thing that I do and there's many things and there's nothing wrong with that. And just following your passion of helping others. I mean, look at how far it's taken you and everything that you're doing with success coaching and podcasts and brand ambassador and all of the things. It's like, yeah, it's never ending. But you know, I would say with us, um, being in the industry that we're in, it's a little different and unique to other people, kind of, sort of. Um, because with us, it, it's something about uh, media. It's something about um, your reputation and how you've seen. I guess it's not specific to us, but I can relate. And I think that one of the biggest fears for me, really letting my hair, I mean, literally letting my hair down, was the fact that I would be disrupting. 
Mm. And what would come along with disrupting? Am I ready to disrupt? Am I ready to disrupt? So what I mean by that is that the disruption comes from something has been our bread and butter all these years. We know how to do it. We know how to do it well. We know how to dial it up. We know how to dial it down. And we know what works, okay? So the disruption comes in. Now, if I now start to infuse this other part of me, am I going to disrupt relationships, disrupt job opportunities, disrupt my finance, disrupt the things that I know that are going to work? Am I ready to be a disruptor of my path? And to me, that was one of the most difficult questions. But to me, that was what was standing in my way. And a lot of people who are in an industry like ours, where your reputation and how you are perceived has a lot to do with how you finance yourself, how you get jobs and how, you know, how you move forward with opportunities. So, um, and I was also a person that did not want to split my interests as uh, people advise, right? So, oh, if you want to do fitness, start a fitness page. Or you want to do nutrition, start a nutrition page. You want to do coaching, start a coaching page. And if you want to do this, start this, start that. And I started to do that. I started to do these different things, but something in me says, do it in one place, do it in one place. They will have to conform to whatever it is you're doing. And that is kind of like the tug of war that when I was talking to you earlier about making things digestible, I understand experientially, it, it makes more sense to help people to focus. But if you can think about yourself as the brand, that is your unique selling proposition. That's your USP. So let people get used to whatever you say rather than, I mean, I can go into a whole, I love it. A whole thing about it. But, um, but yeah, so I was just specifically for us, especially uh, dealing with, uh, you know, celebrities or high profile clients or even fashion, fashion, mm -hmm. the edge of fashion what we're doing doesn't necessarily have that edge. But now more than ever in this pandemic, people I think are definitely way more accepting, way more open-minded. And it, it could be just us that have these narratives that haven't even played out that it's mm -hmm. getting in our way. That's so true. And that leads me to ask you a question. It's like, how do you stay true to your voice when we have so many opinions, you know? Number one, don't ask nobody. <laughs> yep. Don't ask nobody. Don't look for any examples. Don't look at anything to compare yourself to. And voila, there goes your own voice there all along. When you're not comparing, you're not looking at what others are doing, you're not asking others' opinions, voila, there goes your own voice. Mm. And the more you do that, the more you get in tune with your own voice, the more you start to trust your own voice, and the more you start to act upon your own voice. So just to, um, earlier this year, um, I had this revelation that, you know what, there is, what, what exactly is stopping me from doing, because I used to say to myself, I'm so good at advising people at what to do with their life. And for some reason, when it comes to myself, I just, I, 
I don't have a clue. Do you know that there was a story that I was telling myself? Really? That's not true. That is not true. That was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was literally saying over and over, how come I can do this for other people and I can't do it for myself? No, I am able to do this for myself. As a matter of fact, I have bright ideas all the time, but I was sharing it with the wrong people. And mm -hmm. I had a moment where I was thinking, oh, actually I did. God spoke to me at this time and gave me this whole blueprint. God spoke to me this time and gave me an idea for a product. God spoke to me this time and gave me an idea about a business. God spoke to me this time and told me to go help so-and-so. God spoke to me, I can go down all the, the things that I've been told to do and to direct myself. But the mistake that I made was to share it with the wrong people. And Mike, mm -hmm. I'm like a little kid. I'm excited about something. You just wanna pick up the phone, you wanna text, you wanna, you wanna get people involved. But you know what? We have to pray for the spirit of discernment because not everybody needs to, 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 to you can't drop your gems on everybody. Mm. You cannot, especially people who don't have a big vision like what you have, you know? So I realized that over all of these years, specifically the last five years, I've had amazing ideas, similar and comparable that what I would give to other people but I'm not following it for myself because there was one thing that I was doing. And thank God I found that thing recently that I would get excited and share it with these same people, not the exact people, but kind of like the same handful of people I would kind of rotate when I had a good idea. I would call, I would text the same handful of people. That was the common thread. So when I let my idea out to these people, it was deflated, it was laughed at, it wasn't a good idea, it was rejected, and then I would become deflated and down and think I had no good ideas and think that I didn't know what I was talking about and I was better at giving other people advice than myself when in fact, I was actually having amazing ideas, but just sharing it with the wrong people. So the original question was, how do you stay true to your voice? It really isn't that difficult, but it is. Because if you're a person that loves to share and loves to connect, and innocently, you just feel like everybody feels the same way that you feel, you open it and you share it to the wrong person, and it can really do a lot of damage. So I recommend, even for myself, it is a level of discipline that when you have this idea and you know God poured into you, you have to think like, not even think, just hold it for yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hold it for yourself or, or you may know in your spirit who you can share your story to. Somebody that has a big vision that can handle your vision. Especially, oh, how, you know what I want to say? Mm -hmm. You can't share your idea to people who have not been to where you want to go. Ooh, yes. Soundbite. <laughs> mm. Teaser right there. Boom. That's going to be our teaser. We say, listen in. We got Stacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, period. That's it. Yeah, that, that's really it, Nicole. Like, you know, you can't share your vision with people who have not been there before. And that is kind of been my setback up until this year. 
up until this year when I discovered, oh my goodness, and we laughed about it, my friend and I, I said, I'm Cinderella, and I've been scrubbing these floors, on my knees, scrubbing these floors in these rags, not knowing that I'm Cinderella, not knowing that I am Cinderella. <laughs> There's power in that. There's power in that. I like have to you scream know, about it. I'm, I'm like, you know it's so I mean? true. If you really put yourself like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, uh, uh, I like to visualize. So when pe that's part of like, people are like, oh, I'm talking too much. I said too much. I'm like, listen, the more details you give me, the better. Because as you're talking, I'm like painting a whole movie in my head, right? So if you could think of your Cinderella, put yourself in Cinderella's place, and you have these wicked little stepsisters and your wicked little stepmother, and, that, and those people could represent different people in your life, right? Yes. That just want to kind of keep you in your place mm -hmm. because that is more comfortable for them. They feel better about themselves. You plug in, plug it in, plug it in. Who is the mother? Who is the stepsisters in your life? And here you are, a queen. Yes. Powerful, confident. And you don't even know it because you're down there scrubbing them damn floors. And I said, you're scrubbing wood floors that would never shine. Oh! <laughs> you're down there scrubbing some wood planks that would never shine. Mm -mm. And here you are doing your thing. And then one day you get in that dress. I don't know how you got in that dress, honey, but I guess that signified for me when your eyes opened and yeah. you looked in the mirror and you said, wait, I am a queen. I am powerful. Mm -hmm. I'm a miracle worker. You are it. N nobody can take that from me no more. Mm -mm. Period. There's true power in that. There's true power. And I think, no. you know. Ugh. Nobody can take that from me no more, Nicole. No, mm -hmm. no. It's, you, once you know, you cannot unknow. So yeah. there are people, and, and the, the thing about it, I was very upset when I first had this revelation because I was mad at the people. You have yeah. a moment where you're just like, how could you do that to me? How could you do that with the ideas I brought to you? How could you, how could you put me down like that? How could you? And then because of the forgiving and nurturing and compassionate nature, you say, you know what? They probably didn't mean it. They didn't know. They were afraid. And you know what? I have to take some responsibility because for the last four to five years, I've allowed it also to happen. Mm. People only treat you the way you let them treat you. Yes. So obviously I let them because I thought I was still supposed to be scrubbing the floors. I didn't realize that I could just stand up and look in the mirror and boom, there she is, you yes. know? So yes, child, that, let me tell you, mm, that inner voice, it's, it's, it's true. It's real. We all have royalty in us. We all have access to that divine connection that can guide us be way beyond um, that anything that we could do for ourselves, and we can impact the world in greater ways than we know if we can just tap into that and not just rely on ourselves or the people around us and furthermore people who don't serve us. Yes. And that kind of goes into what you were saying on your podcast about just kind of stepping away from the worldly things. Yes. You're saying you want to tap into what God is saying to you about you instead of looking at what's the world saying about me what's what to am i believing about me to me about me to mm. me and about me that's major to me and about me and not in a self-centered way but if i have a divine assignment 
that I have to fulfill, I can't look at your assignment. Mm -hmm. And that is, the, that is the, the contradiction where I cannot look at Nicole's path and say, let me follow her path to a T. I might achieve some success, but I will never be in the fullness of my own role because I need certain tools. I need certain things that I already only have in me yes. that can activate to get to where I need to go. So to me, about me, it's very significant because you have the tools in your box that may not be in somebody else's, yes. you know? God is telling somebody to go to a farm. God is telling somebody to go to a mansion. God is telling somebody to go to a loft. God is telling people to go to a city, go to rural, go to another part of the world. Mm. You don't, we don't know why God sent them to where they're, they're sending them. And you're just like, oh, I want to be that person. I want to be like them. I want to achieve what they achieve. But at the same time, that's not to you about you. Mm. Mm. Every single person has a unique makeup and is a very unique person for their unique journey. And I think mm -hmm. we live in a world where we compare a lot, whether we want to admit it or not, you know, due to social media and everything. And, you know, we really need to stay focused on what our journey is. Mm -hmm. What do we possess that the unique qualities that God has blessed us all with? And instead of looking out for all of these other things that we think that we need, it's to me, about me, and resides in me. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges that I had with coaching. The concepts of coaching too was like, okay, am I coaching them to be like me? Am I coaching mm. them to follow my, cause remember I said, oh, I could be successful at anything. So am I telling them to do what I did? I had to be very careful about that. That was another idea that I had that, you know, I see a lot of people giving people the blueprint to success. And, you know, I'm still finding my way with that because I can't give you your own blue. I, ca I cannot give you your blueprint unless God poured something in me specifically for you. So even with my, my, my uh, clients now, I'm a little bit more aware of, am I telling you to do what I did, which is mentorship, or am I coaching you to have your own inspiration mm -hmm. so that you can follow what is called call, call for you to do? Because how else, how else can you really, you know, have somebody live to their fullest potential if they're trying to live to your fullest potential? It goes back mm. to, to you about you. Mm. I have to ask myself that every day. I have a, um, a client now that is uh, looking to be like an influencer. And when I look at her, I see so many things. And uh, it's easy for me to tell her exactly what to do. But... I, I've made it a practice now to just constantly just ask those empowering questions, give her a moment to have it. Do you think it's a good idea? What do you think? You know, mm. what would you do? And there's what is God telling that. you? Yeah, what's yeah. God telling you to do? Um, I think you are an incredible um, success and life coach because you know, other than the people that were holding you back the last couple of years, you are empowering people and um, lifting them up and letting them shine their light because you are so comfortable in where you are as a person and your values and everything you stand for that you want to see people rise and you want to see them reach their potential whereas other people don't want to see that and that is why you were in this unique position of all of the things that you are doing and the coaching and the you know brand ambassador and textured hair classes you're just creating so much community and movement and current around just 
making people feel empowered for who they are and to be showing up exactly who they are meant to be. And a lot of people can't do that for people. They're too scared or they're fearful or they're, um, you know, feeling like they're safe, keeping you safe by holding you back. And that's something that you don't possess. You possess lifting people up and seeing them rise. And I think that's why you're going to go so far in every, every aspect of your life. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm very excited about that because with that latest revelation of understanding the whole Cinderella story, it makes me so excited to tell that story um, because, can I be honest what I really called it? Yeah. Because it could be a little controversial. could be a little, I don't know. You, you decide. <laughs> no, it's all good. But, I, but we had this thing that was happening when, when the whole racial unrest was happening. Mm-hmm. And they were, it was called knee neck. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where the origin is, but obviously it happened after the situation with George Floyd mm-hmm. because he passed away because the officer's knee was on his neck. So uh, people were calling this whole knee neck thing kind of like whenever you're trying to be your best self, whenever you're trying to come up in life, whenever you're trying to apply yourself, you can only go but so far because somebody's knee is in your neck. Mm. You know, and when you get the visual of not just any, and and we're not, and the reason why I said that was not to bring a racial issue because the knee neck now, the way I use it, has no race, gender, or whatever. It's just this idea of, it's like what is, it's like sometimes have you ever been trying so hard to to do something and you just you feel stuck and you can't move and it's like that's what that feeling is. It's just that that's the the knee neck thing. Mm. And so the significance in the Cinderella story was kind of like the release of the knee neck, right? Because I, I had this knee in my neck uh, and I didn't know. So I couldn't be great because I didn't even know there was a knee on my neck. Mm. You understand? Terrible. Yes, 100%. You don't even know. You're fighting and you're pushing and you're trying. And it, it's just like, And that's when you start to compare, but it's happening for this one. It's happening here. And I'm putting all this effort and it's not happening. And you don't realize it's not happening because of the knee. Mm. So the awareness of the knee was the Cinderella story that you got up and you said, okay, now I know what my knee was. Because, you know, the knee um, in that case was a physical knee, but the knee for, for many of us, we have to find what that thing is. Because some of us are even unaware that we have something holding us down. Yes. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be your fear. It could be thoughts. It could be trauma. You know, it could be, it can be so many things that could be that knee in your neck and you're unaware because you're in survival mode, because you're in fear mode, because you think it's normal. Because a lot of this stuff is normalized now because you're doing what you have to do to get yeah. by. But when you realize, oh my gosh, I, Nicole, I didn't know I had a knee on my neck. I couldn't understand for the life of me. The last five years I've been working so hard. Yes, I've had successes, but it's just always felt like there was something there. It was, it's just, it can never, it's not, it's, I'm just excited. So from the point of that awareness that there was something in the way, now I know what it is. I know my role in it. I know the people's role in it. And now what's going to happen from that point forward, I'm very excited about that. 
Is there a way for people to delve into like finding out what is, what is holding them back? Like, well, sometimes, sometimes it can take, um, it it really takes a series of investigation Mm -hmm. because why it caught me off guard is because I was looking for the very overt things. I was looking for finance, oh, fair, insecurity, lack of confidence, low self-esteem. I was just looking, looking for the cliche things. Mm. I didn't un- realize it was me sharing it to certain people that was my, my neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm giving it a whole new name. But I didn't, I didn't realize that, oh, I had a bright idea. And then when did that go wrong? I did this. And then when did that go wrong? And then this year in January, when I shared my story, I mean, when I had this bright idea with all of the steps, then it went wrong. What was the common thread in all of that? Definitely helped me articulate that to other people. How can you um, find the thing that's holding you back? You Mm -hmm. have to, and this is coming straight from source now. That's why I'm so excited. You have to replay all of your perceived failures or when things went wrong. Mm. You might have to write it out. You might have to speak it out. And just see, is there something that I did each time that, that got in the way? What is that? Because that could potentially be the thing. Because again, for me, I'm just like, but I'm more confident. I believe in myself. I have mm. high self-esteem now. I went to school, I got the skill. I mm. did this, I did that. I didn't think, it was just so like, you know, like it was kind of right there, but not there. Yeah. Even talking to it now, it's kind of emotional because I have been this way since I was a child, just bubbling over with joy. And unfortunately, but fortunately, when I'm bubbling over, I don't know how to put my guards up. Same. It's something that my, my close friends, even my parents were like, don't tell everybody your business. Don't do, you know, and I'm just like, come on, Leah, right? Everybody's jealous. Everybody, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. you know, I, I didn't yeah. want to listen to that. I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait mm. to, to share it. But, you know, I just really pray for the spirit of discernment to just cover me and all my future decisions and who I share with and just be more wise and smart about who I'm actually sharing my ideas with. And I think so many people listening might be able to relate to what that thing is. I I bet right now that when somebody hears this part of the video, their Mm -hmm. eyes are going to like, their wig is going to get pushed back, honey. They're going to say, oh my goodness. It's going to make them think about all the times they literally had a good idea and then what happened. If you just think about what we're all, you know, psychologists, I'm no psychologist, but whenever you, you know, if you've had therapy or know, known people that have therapy, it always goes back to childhood. So mm-hmm. it is that little kid in us that's always seeking the validation and confirmation to know that we're doing it right. This is right, right? This is okay, right? And you just want that little check mark. And I think that that probably was my my, my, my weak area, or maybe not weak area, that was my blind spot because of my own past trauma, you know, just seeking to just get the okay before I move forward. But now knowing I don't need your little stinking okay. No, Stacey does not need it. We do not need it. I don't need it. You don't need it. No. And that's back to going with like listening to your own voice and saying to yourself, 
Mm, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And I, I just think that this is going to help so much with you being a success coach and every single aspect of your life of just guiding people, but also, you know, seeing the things that you're learning within yourself and sharing that with others is just going to keep giving you more building blocks to build your practice and career on. And like, it's just something that you do naturally. And I'm just like, what can't, what can't Stacy do? I'm just like, <laughs> seriously. And just having that kind of perspective and like giving yourself the opportunity to take the limitations off yourself. Look at Stacy is someone who is defining or um, defying boundaries. Look at, I mean, she's going into uncharted territory and this is something that she's doing through helping people, no matter what it looks like, whether she's doing hair, whether she's doing success coaching. Um, and it's something that goes across and spans across all the ranges of gender, race, um, age, anything. And I think that's so special and unique. And that's something that people you know, aspire to be. So we're very impressed and inspired and motivated by everything that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I really love what you're doing, Nicole. You, um, again, I'm so proud that you are taking steps to follow your passion and you're listening to your voice and you're trying something and you're stepping out despite whatever fears, because you know that this information is needed. You know how much people need it uh, during this time to uplift, to get uplifted, to get lifted. Um, and, and they need it so much you're needed so much what you bring is needed so much so um you may not feel the impact of it now um but it's 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 definitely going to do all the things that you want and more and i'm just so proud that you stepped out on faith and that you're you're making it happen you didn't let anything hold you back because it's never going to be perfect and waiting for that right time probably would never happen and you said you know what the time is now the time is now. And I'm so happy that you chose me to be a part of that. And um, I'm, I'm also excited to see what unfolds as you are following your own path in nutrition and wellness and your spirituality, because it's just so evident. You know, a lot of times people think that they need to build up the brand, but anybody who's known you, even I known you for a short amount of time, it's already written on you as nothing that you have to create. It's there. The story is there. So you just have to walk in that light and continue to go into it. It's literally already there. It's nothing to be created. You just have to find a way to share that, um, continue to share that with the world consciously because all along you've been doing it unconsciously, being a light. You've been a light to me, you know, and I, I, and I, again, knowing you for such a short amount of time. So I, um, I definitely value you, value your time. And just as humbled and honored as you are to have me, I'm humbled and honored um, to have you in my life as well. And I've shared that with you before. So I don't know if you thought I was being Hollywood, but honey, it is real. It's real. It's Thank real. you so much. Thank you so much, Stacey. You're going to like, honestly make me cry. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Some of, you know, putting this on, I'm the same kind of like uh, genuine excitement where I'm like, I'm doing this and I don't think too much about it. And I just do it. Cause I, I honestly feel like I've been collaborating with God on it. And that's why it's something I spoke to you about. And, you know, I'm just kind of leaning in with what the, what I'm being called to do. And it's so crazy. Cause I had some people who were like, slow down, calm down. Like, just, just get some things down. And I'm you see, like, you see what I'm, you see, you see what I'm saying with that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying with that? 
Mm-hmm. It could and be I'm so doubting. Big. I was doubting. Even before this, I was listening to my, you know, editing these and like, I'm listening to myself and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing with this? Why am I doing this? And that, you know, what brings me back is I am not, this is not about me. I am taking it's the It's not about you. This is about other people and serving other people and um, shining lights on people who inspire and motivate me just like yourself and mm-hmm. just sharing that with the world. I don't care what you think about me. And you know, as much I'm watching these, these videos and they're like seven hours long and I'm editing myself and I'm hearing myself talk and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so annoying. And you know, it's like been kind of weighing on me. And just you saying that just is like, you know, we are strong people who have a very strong mindset, but it is easy when you're putting yourself out here, like on something like this and you take a second and you're like, what am I? Whoa, whoa. Okay. And you start getting too many opinions. You can't. And that's why I love what you said about just holding on true to your voice and what your calling is. And some people won't see that. They don't get it. They don't dream big. And I think that's where like what has led you and I into these industries of, you know, I feel like even with the hair and makeup industry, you know, you really can't put a limit on it. I mean, I feel like I was always like, as were you dreaming big and making these huge things. And I think that's the only reason that gets you to where you're going. Cause if you don't get to those places, the like, you only get as far. I don't know if I'm yeah. making any sense. But no, like, it is. If you don't shoot high, you're gonna like no, you know no, not right. get it's, anywhere. It's, it's important because that's a success principle is to have a goal, but a goal to you for you. Like we were yes. saying earlier. So the whole idea, even thinking back, why did I want to have my own salon? Why did I want to do this stuff? Yes, it gave me something to go after. We need that. We need that north star for something to go after. But is it for us? Is it our assignment? That's just the question. Is it our assignment? But I will say before we go, um, all you need to know is that you acted in spirit because the pieces come together and they don't make sense. To us, logically, we're doing this work. We want this result or this reward. Sometimes it does not come to you the way you planned it to come to you. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I wanted to say that just uh, be mindful of your expectations for the work that you're putting in because you don't need to have this. It's tricky because as a business, yes, you need to have a goal, but your expectations need to be that I did what spirit told me to do and let's go to the next assignment. Yes. Oh, that's so, I, that is like you are speaking to my soul right now, Stacey. I'm like, I needed to hear that more than ever. And it's so hard because people do want to get caught up. But I mean, I haven't personally with like YouTube and numbers and this and that, this I'm just making, but I mean, people have reached out and they're like, well, and they're talking about numbers and I'm like, then it starts getting too serious. And I'm like, I just want to come from a place of we're having genuine conversations yeah. and we're putting in the work and seeing where this leads. And, you know, we don't need the instant gratification right this second, just as long as we're, someone said, um, who was helping me with, with this when I was like, should I do this? I don't know. And he said the best thing. And he said, the worst case scenario is you help someone. And I was like, that's the only reason I'm doing this. That's it. That is that's lit- it. that is the literal worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Then if I sound silly on camera, but someone learns something and, you know, helps themselves to uh, get up in the morning or try another time, then fine. Let it be. I'm here for it. Awesome. I'm just so appreciative. Stacey, thank you so much for taking the time to spend your time and energy with us, helping us get uplifted. And you are such a light in this world. And like I said, I was just so moved that you said yes and to be a part of this. And I'm so inspired by everything you're doing. Keep shining your light. And honestly, I just know the sky's the limit for you with everything you're already doing. And I'm just so excited to see where this leads. And I'm just so excited for everything that you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you. And is there anywhere um, that people can follow you? Where would you like, or let me just, mm -mm -mm. Um, where can people follow you if they want to stay in touch? Well, I make it very easy. So nobody has any excuses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm basically Stacy Ciceron, my name on everything, stacyciceron.com, Instagram, all, all social media, everywhere. I'm just Stacy Ciceron. Um, you can find me there. So let's stay connected. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. And I hope that the end of and the rest of 2020 is a beautiful end and that 2021 is even more gorgeous and beautiful just as you. Absolutely. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for <laughs> everything, Stacey. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>